Welcome to Pure Nonfiction, the podcast interviewing documentary filmmakers. I'm Tom Powers, the documentary programmer for the Toronto International Film Festival and artistic director of Doc NYC. On this episode, I talk to Wad Al Khatib and Edward Watts, the directors of For Sama, that's Oscar nominated for Best Documentary. The film is a personal journey of the Syrian war through Wad's eyes. In 2011, she was a marketing student in Syria when protests started against Bashar al-Assad's government. Wad picked up a camera to document what was happening and kept filming as the city of Aleppo was engulfed by war. The film stands out from others on Syria for the strength of Wad's personality. She bears witness with a perseverance warmth, and humor. We watch her fall in love with a doctor named Hamza, who becomes her husband. They stay behind when other Syrians are forced to flee. During the war, Wad gives birth to their daughter Sama. The film is framed as Wad's message for Sama, trying to explain the conflict into which the child was born. At the end of 2016, Wad and her family had no choice but to evacuate. In exile, Wad was connected to the British documentary maker Edward Watts, who had previously covered ISIS. Together, they shaped her footage. I saw an early version the year before it was finished and gained some insight into their enormous effort. When they finally premiered last year at South by Southwest, it won the Documentary Jury Prize, followed by another at the Cannes Film Festival. I sat down with Wad and Edward last summer at the School of Visual Arts in New York. I started by asking Wad how she transitioned from being a student in the Arab Spring to covering the war as a journalist. Uh, it was very complicated, really, to separate yourself about what was going on as an activist and people who just trying to live their normal life and same time like to doc- like document and film this. And I just felt that this, like the filming, was my way to live there and my really powerful like why I'm there and why I really need to sacrifice everything and trying to like ignore all the death around and just to stay alive. And the camera was my thing, which is give me that power. You know, I can stay because I'm doing something really important. So it was just mixed between the feeling that I am the mother, the woman, the normal, like just activist living this life. But at the same time, I'm just the journalist. I am doing something really important. I'm document every moment in this life. And just now I'm feeling that's continuing with me because in everything we're trying to do now, I'm trying to think about, you know, like visually and as a filming, what can I do for this, what I can do uh, like for that things. And I still have that passion about I want to really continue with this and doing more and more in filming. When you were leaving Aleppo and taking the drives of this uh, footage out, did you have in your mind that it could result in a film like the one you made? It's not about, not a lot. Like I was more about, uh, I don't, I have no idea about what can I do with this, but I just know that this is important. The feeling that when we left, uh, that we couldn't make it, or we don't know what will happen. We don't know if we will stay alive or not. Even if I'm alive, I don't know if I can really have this hard drive uh, safe to get out of Syria. 
And just I want them to be out and then I can think about what we can do. And I was pregnant with my second daughter. I have Sama. I have a lot of, you know, like we were at the feeling of we lost the city and we lost everything. So I just felt that I have something important, but I had no idea about what can I really do with this. And at the beginning, I was thinking about it could be a personal film when I will be 50. You know, like it's something very, very like uh, not now at all. And I was just want to tell the story of the city. And with the help of Edward and the, like the team, the great team which will work with us, I felt that, no, maybe I can really make something between the two at this uh, stage. Mm-hmm. And wh- so love to hear from your point of view when you met Edward, how you felt about sharing your story uh, with someone who didn't live through it and what that collaboration was like. At the beginning, I was very worried about this uh, point, especially. Uh, and I had some colleagues before who had similar, like, or different but similar uh, experience with another directors from outside who they didn't live the story. And I had a lot of uh, worried about, okay, what he will understand or what ha- what can he really, like, feel about this? Will he be really fair with me as a, another director or just, like, a resource for this material or... Did he will, like, deal with me as just a character? It was very confusing at the beginning for me, and I had that a lot of stress, and I've just left, so I had no idea about how things will be in the future. And then when we start watching that, and at the beginning we were very far from each other, but gradually with the time we were really, like, we now best friends, not just directed the film together, but I feel now he's really was with me in any in every moment. And he knows exactly now how I'm thinking of everything else. It's more about, you know, like someone who can really, you you can trust and you can share everything, even things that you are sometimes, you don't want to tell it outside. You don't, don't want to speak it out, like even, well, for example, to Hamza. But with processing this film, it was more about be very honest and be very uh, trust to each other and... I'm just very honored for this relationship now. I mean, Edward, in that process, was there a moment where you guys had to get over something or come together? Yeah, definitely. I mean, at the beginning, one of the things that was so difficult, actually, was WAD was still in Turkey. And we started up the process of working in London. And just that geographical distance was very challenging. And, you know, there were, I think, because also just the navigation through trying to distill this huge archive that we talked about and to find the best way to tell the story. Like one of the interesting things at the beginning, because it was so raw, we were sort of saying, well, I was saying, let's make it really personal. And Wad was like, you know, well, I don't know, you were not resistant to it, but was also trying to balance it out out of a place of like, because so many other people have been through that experience. And, and as she said, it was this process of really understanding each other and growing to respect and trust both, you know, each other. So that we could, whenever someone started making a point and you were like, I completely disagree with that, but then you just pause and say, well, what, where's that coming from? And let's dig down into that so that I could really understand, you know, what she was getting at and hopefully she could as well with me. And, um, <laughs> and, you know, really, I think the strength of the film is our collaboration. I mean, no, let me be clear. The strength no. of the film is Wad and Hamza's amazing life and her amazing, amazing achievement in the footage she gathered. But in the crafting of it, I think the collaboration 
was is its strength because we are able like i can speak from the western audience point of view you know we are getting these really phenomenal reactions from audiences from can to nantucket and to see people reacting like that to the material which is very tough and you know at the beginning we were like audiences are tired of syria they don't understand it like will they engage and yet the people are engaging and so we feel that we have created a film that can do that job But yeah. also and for me, yeah, for me also personally, that I feel that this is really a story that I want to tell, and this is what I really proud of to share it out. And also the other people who were behind the camera and behind the scenes, where they were also in the film, like they watched it at the beginning before we really released the film, and they were all like very happy with that, and they were saying, yeah, this is our story, and just to have this sense about people really have that feeling that this is their story it's something really for me it's this is the end and this is why i did the film i mean i think there have been as wad says there have been some really brilliant films uh, about what's been going on in syria return to homs on never forget that you know um white helmets was great last men in aleppo but as soon as i started engaging with this material um i felt there was something unique in this that we hadn't seen before um and that was partly about syria specifically in the fact that it was a female uh, lens and and a, a sort of female perspective but also you know this this whole like hinterland of humanity that wasn't actually about you know the rebels and the government going toe to toe you know in their armed struggle it was about what was happening behind the lines to the people and so in that sense i felt it was a completely fresh Uh, insight into the humanity of the Assyrian experience but I also felt you know these guys in their story like there was just such an it was just such an epic narrative really you know it feels like something of a kind of a, a classical story where people and and something and this is again what I think maybe makes the film appeal to people is that though it is about Syria specifically it's also a story about anyone who wants to go into a fight for freedom you know and is faced by all of this horror and challenges and the violence of people who want to retain their control on power you know you're going to have to go on some kind of journey and you're going to have to face similar decisions that Wad and Hamza have to face about what do you sacrifice and what do you risk and so it felt that what this film has is something that touches like our, our core humanity you know whatever struggle you're in whatever your particular dream is that you want to achieve in the world you're going to have to go on some sort of journey metaphorically or not similar to them I hope you have more like ending, nice, nicer ending more happy than ending. what we had. Yeah, happy ending. <laughs> It's not over yet. When you watch the film now, it feels like, uh, oh, this must have been an easy film to make. It's a <laughs> yeah. kind of uh, linear film. Like you start off in 2012, and then the, you know there's a natural arc. Mm. Um, uh, That's but... very good to hear. <laughs> That means we did our job well. <laughs> we hid all the. Uh, sure. But um, but I know from following the project over some time that uh, that you know it it didn't just come out that way. It definitely yeah. didn't. Yeah, it was a extremely intricate and complicated process. I think, and I think when you're trying to distill something so big, both in the human, the personal story, but also in the grand picture of the conflict and everything, uh, it's not an easy thing to do. And to try and find the this this weaving together of all these different elements that were caught up in this film and in this story, the dark side, but also the light, you know, it's just so important to us that, and this goes back to, you know, other films have been made about conflicts, all conflicts really, uh, in my experience of covering conflict zones, 
the, the way that people it actually does bring out the best in them as well. The humour, you know, I mean, Syrians are hilarious, some more than others. And the, the footage was also full of these jokes as well in amongst it. And so to try and get that balance right um, and to say everything that needed to be said, to take audiences on that arc and on that personal journey um, while weaving together, you know, all the different aspects of the conflict and, and life. It was, it was a complicated process. And I do believe without the first like big process that we did at the beginning before we twist everything, we couldn't make it like now because it was really huge archive. And even for me, it was complicated for me to understand my story even if I've lived through that and filmed everything. But it was more about, um, sorry, it was more about how we can really understand both of us, that journey, and how we can make it really acceptable for other people to engage with the story. And it was really more about, at the end, you can see that this is the destiny of the film. It's more about what we both did. But it was just, we need that time to lead up to the end of that and this is the story which it should be from the beginning like this but we just took our time to understand that and make it really like as much as we can make it right yeah the film knew what it wanted to be it just took us a while to like fully hear it mm-hmm. and listen to it and in the experience of bringing it to audiences in different cities uh, now in the last four or five months and that you've been showing it at festivals um, is there anything about the audience reaction that surprised you <laughs> everything <laughs> everything <laughs> we when we really finished the editing and we went first to south by southwest we had no idea about how people will react and we were sitting the first screening inside and we were just waiting how many seats will be empty after the film was like started and was fo- shocked for us to have it like full from the beginning <laughs> yeah. and then we were like oh my god it's full now so people will live more than what we expect. And then when we, like, finish, no one left. Start the Q&A, no one left. Yeah. And just going on with all this, like, screening one by one, and was really shocked. Yeah, and we've had, like, standing ovations in, I think, our second ever screening. We got a standing ovation at South by Southwest, and we were just almost in tears, I yeah. think, because it was, you don't get standing ovations in many documentaries or much many films at all. And so to have something... Yeah, they were so tough getting that response. And for me as Syrian and as really um, a filmmaker, believe that we're doing film for making a change, not just for doing a film. It was very great reaction from in every screening we had that question for people. What can we do now? And this is the point when I felt we really got it and we 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 really like have that feeling that people not just watched and engaged but they really want to make something. And we had that great emails later from like maybe very, very previous like screening about from someone who said like, oh, I was today in a protest for Syria. I was today like engaged with a charity doing something for Idlib. And I just felt people really want to be engaged, wants really to be involved more and more, and they want to make difference. The film ends when you leave Aleppo, and so a, a kind of untold story uh, so far as what your experience was like when when you got out of there. Uh, I, I mean, I have to imagine after having spent so many years, you know, in the middle of it and feeling dedicated to it, that it must be a big psychological and emotional shock to be outside of it. 
Yeah, it's uh, until now this bit is the most difficult bit for me in the whole film. Whatever we've went through before, but this bit, which I couldn't just bear bear it until now. Uh, and when we were making the film, I was very insist about this. We should clarify this part because for us, like the world outside, the UN, Russia and the regime, very proud of that solution about make people displaced out. While we as people, we weren't happy at all. We knew that this is, could be a very bad ending, but we preferred if we can, if we had the chance to stay. And this is just something very complicated about we we want we don't want to leave we don't want to be a refugee we don't want to lose everything and just unbelievable like and really i can't describe that moment until now and this is something where you can you can't be honest to yourself at that moment that did you really want to leave and protect yourself protect your child or you just want to die there and this is the happy ending for you to not just see that the city now is empty and you've just say goodbye to everything and you just will leave. But also at the same time, you feel that you are satisfied because you've tried to do all your best to stay. And this is not, there's no choice for you to stay. And there's um, this bit to have a lot of really feeling and footage. And we've tried just to make it balance between the last and everything before but I would have if we could make something more about this specific moments. I mean sometimes you'll hear people talk about working on a film as being a kind of therapy and I and perhaps it's too glib a way to describe it too easy a way to describe that but uh, you know I wonder in your experience if there was something therapeutic or 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 was it re-traumatizing? It was mixed between two things. Uh, I've tried at the beginning and I thought maybe if I've started to do that, I will understand exactly what we went through and why and what's happened at the end. Because maybe until now, I can't really understand why it ended up with us with the displacement. Uh, but during the process, when you start to not just watch the footage or edit that, but you should also wants to explain to like Ed or people around us a lot of details of the details and the back, background of the background of the scenes and what was going on and who's these people and why that's happened and it sometimes just need a lot of effort and a lot of um, like like just where sometimes I couldn't handle that anymore in some places and this is actually what I felt in this process something was really amazing People like Ed and our executive producers, the team, the whole team, were really care about me more than the film itself. And I felt that in, ma in many moments where I was just trying to ignore my feeling because for me, the film is more than important than me. So this is responsibility about I should tell the story, but at the same time, I can't do that. So they can, they, they were stand up and, you know, take my hands and more care now about me and just forget for now about the film. So this like kind of relationship, which was more about as a family, more than as a, t a work team. Uh, so it was very complicated, very long. And at the same time, there's a feeling of, you know, when you do documentary and you know that the story it's end. But for me, this is not ending anymore. It's still happening in another place, which is now Idlib the last place out of the regime control. And same people who were displaced with us uh, from Aleppo to Idlib. 
they are now facing the same situation again. So I just feel I can't think about what might what the trauma that I have now while others mothers still having the same scenario exactly as we're speaking now. It's just you know unbelievable that it's these things happened three years ago and three years later now it's still happening. And just I feel now it's more about I'm doing that because I should do it. I must do it. I lived that. I know how people live. And I filmed that, and this is something really important to make people understand about how people can really went through this experience and how people outside should see the story from an eye who was who were living inside and experienced this as not just a journalist but a normal people living their normal life. Edward, I, I wonder if you can describe, you know, the strength that you've observed in Wad and her ability to, yeah. you know, to, to tell this story? Yeah, I mean, this is the strongest woman I've ever met. Um, and I've met a lot of strong women. I mean, the process was very tough. I We could see that, you know, there were times where Wad like, went to places of emotional difficulty, you know, that were just beyond what people like you and I who've never experienced it can I think even imagine you know and what was incredible I think about what she achieved or what you achieved I should direct it to you is the fact that she did go there because of her commitment to telling the story and telling it right you know that as you know Tom there were this film was on a long journey and it went through a number of iterations and we kept on coming back to it just in saying, no, let's keep pushing it. Let's keep looking at it. Let's keep working and keep trying to make it better and truer. And every time that, whenever I'd suggest that to Wad, she'd go, yes, definitely, without hesitation. And she would go back into that process. And sometimes in the edit, I mean, uh, I don't know whether I could talk about it, but she would, she would, she was reduced to tears in the edit. You know, there was a time, I remember once I got really worried when she was recording some guide voiceover for me and uh, where she was away and I could hear you crying on the voiceover record and I called her up and I was like are you okay and she was like I'm just like you worry about the film I'll I'll be strong let's just finish the film and um and that's what we did so yeah she's quite a formidable person what were the things in in your life that allowed you to to get that strength as you were making the film uh the people who died the like uh, the beginning when I was shooting, uh, I had a lot of moments when I felt I can't do that anymore or why I'm doing that. There's really no result of this, and this is just could, could be just for nothing. But the first moment when we lost Grace, one of the characters of the film, when I felt that you know I'm I'm filming everything, not just the sadness but also the happiness of our life and how we were just living very very normal life and people even people in the hospital they were very upset about that and they were all the time saying like why you turn the camera all the time on and they were friends or people who I know so I was like I I will not listen to you I will film this and like I will not use this for anything just for for hours for our life and then when we lost guys they were all like we were all gathering watching some of that footage and they were all like this is really important. And 
after that moment, no one ever told me about like turn it on, off, even if was some really sensitive moments for them or for me. And I just felt, you know, this life could be ended at any moment. And this is really important. If we didn't save it, no one will know what's going on. And people just watch the news, which is something just general. People can't see beyond what is on pictures or it's numbers about how many people being killed. But everyone has his own story. And the feeling that after, like, with the time we lost Omar and when we lost Mahmoud, we lost many people who we knew and also, like, the people who were living in the city, we had that strange relationship about we are all as a family, even if you don't know these people. And then when we start set up our own family as Hamza, me and Sama, and you feel that you are just part of this community and your story could be another story. So just more about we have that responsibility about this is, should be recorded, should be saved, and we don't know when it will be ended. So it's just really important. When you bring this film to Western audiences, you know, what do you hope that they take away from it? The first thing, the, the whole picture about the Syrian war, it's not a civil war. It's more about revolution and people, they deserve life. And everything they've been trying to do is just to make their life better. But everything they got it at the end, it was just violence and violence. Uh, it's also about the refugees issue. And when you've seen any refugee around the world, you should know that this refugee has a story. And they are not here because it's just a great opportunity for them. They've lost a lot of things until they arrived here. And even when are they here? I'm sure that... And I feel this is very general in all the people who I know and they've left, even if they left very early. They have that feeling about they've just waiting to the moment when they can be back and they can bring their old life back. So just try to... I don't know how to help these people, but it's also about just respect their experience and their uh, living their new life here. It's no one really wants to be here. This is my feeling until now. And with everything now, I'm working, Hamza's working, the kids are very safe and very nice place. But also I feel that in any moment I could have been back, I will do that now and tomorrow and any day. I want to thank Wad Al-Haktib and Edward Watts for speaking with me. Their film, For Sama, is now streaming on PBS Frontline and is Oscar-nominated for Best Documentary. If you're in New York City, I invite you to attend the Pure Nonfiction screening series at IFC Center. Every Tuesday night, we show a documentary followed by a conversation with the filmmakers. The winter season starts on February 11th and runs until March 31st. For more information, go to purenonfiction.net. Thanks to our team, series producer Hannah Nordenswan and web designer Cross Strategy. Our theme music is composed by Andre Williams and our executive producer is Rafaela Nehausen. I'm Tom Powers. You can follow me on Twitter at T-H-O-M Powers. You can read our show notes, learn about live events, and sign up for our newsletter at pure 
nonfiction.net.